Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker, this is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Talk Wrestling on the TalkSport Network with me, Will Gavin, and TalkSport's wrestling czar, Alex McCarthy. And a cracking show coming up for you today. It's Drew McIntyre, part two, here from The Great Man on, well, he's going to talk about his pitch for a WrestleMania match with Triple H. We're going to talk about, hear about the advice that he apparently gave to Stone Cold. Did he give advice to Stone Cold? Is that from the he previous? He gave interview? advice to Stone Cold Steve Austin ahead of WrestleMania. That is sensational. Uh, and we're also going to hear from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn KO talking again about Triple H's influence uh, on him and his own unreal Stone Cold Steve Austin experience. Plus, a return to the ring for a bit of a surprising legend Whoa! for one final match. This is Talk Wrestling uh, on the TalkSport Network. Are you listening to Talk Wrestling on your Fight Night feed? Don't forget, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Tell other people about it. Leave us a rating and review. It does help more people find the show. Uh, and, yeah, I'm with Gavin. I've got Talk Sports Wrestling's our Alex McCarthy with me. Big Al, how are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great, thank you. Coming off a birthday week where I'm traversing the elder stages now of uh, my happy, happy belated birthday. What did you do for your birthday? Um... It's family stuff. I'm a very boring old and man. Nothing exciting, no, nothing wrestling I'm going, related. No, well, do you know what? I'm going out with my friends at the end of the month, but it's a surprise. Ooh. Um, they haven't told me who's coming or what we're doing yet. Are you all dressing up as wrestling legends? Because if you're not, we better it's be. a real shame. We better be. I, um, went, I went on a stag do where everyone dressed up as wrestling legends. It yeah, see, I would like to do that. I don't know who I'd be. I might go full like 2000 Kane. I reckon with a good wig on, Jake the Snake. Like in his prime, I really, I can really see you. You selling. can see me. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. You've just got the promo chops, brother. Damn. I just think I think you can absolutely kill it. Thank you, thank you. But it was good. It was good, and I've I've been keeping myself busy with interviews that people are going to be hearing on this show in the next couple of episodes. Man, we still got stuff from WrestleMania to divulge to the people, but also you know, double or nothing approaching. Um, we've been busy getting some stuff with AEW stars. Um, and in between all the boxing and UFC I'm having to do these days, oh. we are still keeping it real on Talk Wrestling with interviews uh, and previews and reviews and all the views, Will, right here on this show. So, yeah, we're happy to get into it. Absolutely love it. Look, um, one thing that we are going to be talking with Drew about, you heard the first part of our interview when we chatted to him over Zoom. He came in the TalkSport studios when they were over for the UK show. It was really good fun shows over here in the UK as well well I thought you were about to say the interview I was like well you weren't here you let the, on the day I said so Will what are we doing he was like I don't know I'm, I'm not there I was like what what do you mean <laughs> it's what you wanted it's, you no, know it's you not wanted. it's you, not you and Drew in the studio just the two of you we missed you little dearly. romantic time I get it I get it I was there that evening but I sadly had things on in the day that day hang on let, let, before we move forward with that let, let's talk about that <laughs> in, <laughs> so in the evening right we, we saw the show at the O2 and there is a little hospitality bit that WWE puts on beforehand and you make your way only for the biggest of right teams, right <laughs> yes this is it um and on on this occasion they had some people that you could meet and greet right and I believe it was Trent Seven uh I was about to call him by his which, Butch. which uh, uh, I, I called Trent Seven by his kayfabe name 
Shoot. When I saw him, when he's by shoot name, sorry. When I saw him, I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And he literally went, "Trent, it's Trent." I'm like, "Sorry, sorry." So sorry. I don't want to do any spoilers, right? But obviously, Trent Seven's about to be involved in something pretty big. So excited on NXT UK, and the only thing he said to me was, "It should have been on a takeover." And yeah, like, he's right. You're not wrong, Trent. You're not wrong. Anyway, back to the story. We were meeting. I think it was Drew Butch and Trent. Uh, backstage uh, and Will had the, uh, the the awesome moment of approaching both Butch and Trent wearing what were you wearing? I was wearing my uh, yeah that was true <laughs> I was wearing my my British strong style Black Lives Matter t-shirt uh, which is a great shirt that I have but still you had no idea you were going to be seeing them and here we are it's my favourite wrestling shirt I've bought over the last couple of years and actually did buy not just you know some freebie I've picked up at I the show too. or anything I did um, and, and look I uh, I wore it proudly and I have no problem with that but as as uh, Trent walked in he went oh this will be a nice photo won't it and that's when I realised I hadn't even really thought about it I'd had a couple of beers I'd had some food at the O2 I was feeling a bit merry and I looked down I was like oh that's a bit embarrassing but the it? merch cogs in his brain did notice it he was like look at that lad uh, but they were lovely and I thought it was a really great set of shows and I'm enjoying yeah, as much as there was some concerns around Wrestlemania backlash the fact that they switched it up and did the, the triple threat tag I actually thought the six-man tag worked really well, and I thought overall it was a really good show. Yeah. Like, WrestleMania Backlash traditionally is one of my least favourite shows of the year because it's, well, you're just redoing, like, you're going to be moving on and starting the new year-long stories, and instead we're kind of retreading some bits. And, and actually, I thought WWE generally have nailed pay-per-views over the last two years, and I'm sorry, people don't want to hear that. There are very few that have been weak. I think there's been a really good era for it. Yep. Some people can get frustrated with the long-term storytelling and some people can get frustrated with, you know, the same names coming round again. But I think they've, as a rule, those shows have been brilliant. And I thought Backlash was excellent yet again. And Drew was a huge part of that. So I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, Bell to Bell, I thought... Bell to Bell is exactly what I should There you said. go. I felt like WrestleMania Backlash was, was an excellent show. Very good to watch. Um, it it kind of bugged me that the main event wasn't winner-take-all. Right, because presumably you'd have had Roman retain over Drew anyway, but I think they're obviously trying to save Drew Roman for the Cardiff show, I mm-hmm. presume. Um, and of course, we learnt now that we're going to get the unification tag team title match on next week's SmackDown, uh, uh, this week's, I guess, Friday, uh, Usos RK Bro. So I just thought, eh, no stakes, but the action itself was really good. Um, I did enjoy it, and I agree with you. I've been saying that even in the Thunderdome era. I felt like WWE action-wise were were getting it right more than they more than they weren't. So, and that's definitely been something difficult because AEW having only four pay-per-views a year, mm-hmm. they feel special. They don't miss. I don't think no. they they have big shows. Um, so I think the quality of the action for WWE, being that their product is more. And this is what Vince would tell you: entertainment um, <laughs> has definitely been of a, of a super high caliber. So yeah, it was it been, been great to watch. But as you say, Drew held his part in that match, and I'm really excited now because he has to have a big build to Cardiff. He has to. And what are we four months away? What are WWE going to be doing to keep Drew hot or keep him rolling in those four months? I'm excited to see it. What are the what's the latest behind the Roman taking a break away from the product? Because there was all sorts of rumours and reports of that a week or so ago. So I mean, again, I'm only this is really only adding to what people have already said, but I've heard the same things. He's not going to do the smaller loop house shows. That's it. I mean, that's not really time off. It's not. I mean, I, we were surprised when he comes over to the UK. Like that's it's yeah. A, it's well, a, he had it's a real bonus. The previous two, two or three times they came since coming back from the pandemic, he didn't come, um, and I think it was a precautionary thing on on all accounts. But uh, with this one, uh, or I should say, this one, this this news story, he's he's supposedly not going to be at Hell in a Cell. So that was kind of like another angle. But more than anything, he's going to be on the big stadium shows they've got coming to this summer, including Cardiff. He's, he's going to be... front and centre on that poster with Drew. Yeah, he's going to be on TV week to week. He's just going to be missing some live events, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be defending the title on Helen Cell. It could change. 
it could do but you know wwe did have a kind of rotating cast through the uh pandemic era for pay-per-views that didn't really serve them too poorly no i know roman is their guy but um yeah i i, I don't i think more was <laughs> yeah. made out of that report than it really needed to be he, he's not going anywhere do you know what I would love to see is as well as the fact that we'll get there'll be a hell in a cell there'll be some kind of eliminator or there'll be something that you know they'll, they'll do a feature match which involves the titles without involving the titles but I'd love to see the intercontinental title and I'd love to see the United States title <laughs> featured on a pay-per-view and given so do you know what? if Roman's not going to be in there and on a main event let's see those titles given proper shrift and given real opportunities who's the intercontinental champion Will? Uh, not uh, Shinsuke anymore. <laughs> Who is it, Will? But Shinsuke dropped it. Who? Who is it, mate? Oh my God! What is wrong with me? <laughs> no, nothing's wrong with you. That's the point. That's the point I'm making. You, I can see the screen line up on your face. You're cheating. I'm not uh, cheating. Yes, you are. Don't listen to him. Uh, I'm in charge. I'm gonna... Oh, is it still Ricochet? It is Ricochet. Right, okay, I did know it was Ricochet because we watched him. Defend the title uh-huh. in that triple threat at the uh, at the O2 event. We did. So yeah. the point I would I'm have ma- got there the eventually. You would have. The point I'm making oh, is that WWE hasn't um, made it feel special or memorable. It hasn't been defended on pay per view since WrestleMania 37. Ludicrous. That is mental. Like, is it? Re- it's a curse to have it at this stage because you're not going to be showcased on pay per views. How far away from Hell in a Cell are we? It's the end of the month. Three weeks. Not? Yeah. Yeah, three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And then three weeks after that's money in the bank. You've got three weeks to build up some kind of proper title match there. And do you know what? I, I What I'd love to see is it be, because I know we've had Cody in the United States Championship as, as like a bit of a feeder idea and the interference was always going to happen. I want to see Cody demanding an Intercontinental Championship shot and get the white belt back and get it back and featured as yeah. a proper title again and yeah it's not going to happen I, I'd like that but the, I guess the trajectory of the Cody character right now is I need the world title yeah this is the family heirloom that he wants but I mean uh, again we're talking about money in the bank upcoming deadly serious on the show today this is not just a segue I've made up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are two people who would benefit greatly from a money in the bank win I, don't get me wrong. I like making a guy, Will. I do. Uh, but also, this is a gateway to get Sammy to a world title. Uh, or if it could get Kevin back to a world title. It's been five years, guys. Five years since he had a world title. Um, I, I think that would be a worthy payoff. Have you got? Is there any, any other better contenders in mind for you? Because Cody, I guess, is another way you could get there. Yeah, but Cody is another one, I, and this is—I feel like a broken record on this. Money mm-hmm. in the Bank, Royal Rumble—you have guys who have a legitimate reason to get to that match. Yeah. So you don't need to give them something which makes them, which gives them the push. Which you know, there's no requirement. You, you could for become Cody number one contender one another way. Yeah. You, you know, it's not like a yeah. I get you. So he's not the person I would necessarily pick. I love both of those picks. I still want to see AJ back in the title uh, run for one more time before he's done. And I feel like that's that's not that far off. Like, I think within yeah. the next couple of years, he'll start to step away, even if he does some feature stuff for a while. I think he said like, he signed his last full-time deal. There you go. So, so yeah. I'd like to see him get another crack at it. He'd be an interesting one, I think, for a, a money in the bank, just because he, he flips so well. Like, he's a guy who can... Yeah. Uh, who can play the heel who can play the face and does both with such aplomb that actually you could have him do the you know the the briefcase the way it's meant to be done and have some fun with it anyway i completely lost what my point was it's got a title u.s states title just (laughs) just put them on put them on put them on rabble rabble um we're gonna hear from that very kevin owens interview coming up shortly andrew mcintyre but first before we do that and don't forget, AEW-wise, we mentioned AEW a couple of times on the show. We are going to do a bit of a special next week. We'll do a full-on preview. Maybe it's a Simon Miller episode. We get him mm. on. We break down the card. You know, we go kind of whole hog with all that stuff. Um, Rick Flair has confirmed Oof. that he is to return for one final match at 73 years old as a video of him training emerges the 16 time i hope the air quotes were uh, <laughs> implied there <laughs> as recognized by wwe see you even put it into your article uh, as recognized by wwe yeah uh, retired 
officially at WrestleMania 24 against Shawn Michaels. Of course, then went on to wrestle in TNA as well, where he faced Sting in what was his last ever current match back in 2011. 73 years old, 11 years on from that, when he was already looking a little bit on the ropey side. We've seen him working in the ring with Jay Lethal. Hmm. I mean, he nearly died in 2017 as well. Can we, lest we forget, by the way, like in, in this time from his last match to now, the man had like life saving surgery on kidney failures. And yeah, I mean, wow. It, the the way that Meltzer has talked about it is that it's going to be like a six man match, him and FTR, put the Rock and Roll Express in as like the legends of that side, and then probably you'd think a modern star to kind of match with the FTR energy. Mm. So it feels very indie, and it feels very you know uh, territories, and it feels very throwback. So I doubt he'll do a lot, but even so, he'll come in, even he'll stepping chop between some guys. the ropes. Woo! Oh, and then he'll, you know, he'll do the stupid fall that he does that we all love so much. And maybe he'll slap on a figure. He'll slap four. on a figure four. There you go. And that'll be it. Thanks for coming. He might even get the tap. Maybe. I know the tradition is to go out on your back, but <laughs> well, I, I, this is Ric Flair. He did I, that. He did that in 2008 and he'll never beat that. So yeah, that will always be his last match to me. Sorry, TNA. That will always be his last match. He to couldn't me. have had. And this stuff is just, you know, I, I can't think of a better send off than that match that he had with Shawn Michaels. You know how people feel about the Taker Cena match at the Mania we were at together, where it was like almost just like a running through the greatest hits, where it was almost mm. like it was almost like not a match, it was almost like a run-in, and it wasn't like proper. Yeah. That's how I think about anything that's happened after 2008 with Ric Flair. Yeah. It's just him doing the hits, riling a crowd up, but it's never anything that counts on his wins and loss. Column. That's a great example, by the way. Um, ju- just a, li- a little side note on this Ric Flair news. It's at the Nashville Fairgrounds. It's not quite uh, Madison Square Garden or, or anything major like that, but it is an independent booking that apparently you'll be able to watch through Fight TV. Um, wow. It, it, it's a lot to drink in. Uh, the, the, obviously, Will and I are speculating and going off based of what Meltzer has said. The match will be, but his opponent hasn't actually been announced as of yet. But still, it will be his uh, first match in 11 years he's been training with Jay Lethal of course AEW these days um, but he does say it will be his last and you know I don't want to tempt fate or anything but I think <laughs> I think he would just be delighted uh, to to finish his days in a wrestling ring to be honest at this stage it's uh, I, 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 I get it in a way right you know you, you want to do what makes you happy and whatnot and you know if he's going to get paid for it cool but he's been going out and still getting pops and still doing like yeah it's not something i want to see no um you know and i'm sure i speak for many people but we'll see i mean again you have to remember we can't just kind of we were remiss if we didn't mention that the allegations against him are from the plane ride of hell episode of the dark side of the ring okay he's denied them but what's is it going to be a tepid reaction for him now because i don't think he's held in quite the same revere since that you know his name has, has, has has gone through that so it's interesting. It's just interesting timing. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I don't know why he's doing it, but there you have it. Right, let's uh, let's get to our interviews because uh, we're going out on a down note and I don't like that. No. So we've got two cracking interviews coming your way. Well, three cracking interviews in a way. KO with a little run-in from Sami Zayn coming up first and foremost. And then our chat with Drew McIntyre. I say our chat. Al's chat with Drew McIntyre from the day of the UK tour uh, back last month. Uh, and then don't forget, well, we'll do a little outro as well, but don't forget, AEW episode coming up next week. So still lots coming your way. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. You're listening to Talk Rest from the TalkSport Network on your Fight Night podcast feed from TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Alex McCarthy here from Talksport. We are in Dallas, Texas. Kevin Owens is favorite. You're the Texas favorite son these days, right? So I hear, yeah, they love me over here. You know, I was gonna wear the same shirt. How embarrassing would that have been? Oh well, I know. I'm only Except one of us is embarrassed now. Like a Muppet. There he is. <laughs> Sammy. He's got your shirt. Oh, <laughs> Pay attention to your interview, idiot. What are you doing? That's very unprofessional. Oh, okay. Great Britain. I'm from England. Maryville. You know this. You got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens is here, man. Come on, get the camera back on him. Uh, first thing I want to talk about for WrestleMania weekend. You know, I was talking to... AJ Styles the other day and he was saying how important Triple H was on his journey of course we know Triple H has had to retire now from in-ring competition I just want to get a little you know we're about to have this massive moment with you and Steve Austin how important was Triple H to getting you into WWE full stop I mean I wouldn't be here without him that's all that comes to it when you say full stop that really is it Um, nobody's ever done anything nobody's done more for me than Triple H in my career and uh you know, I think I echo what everyone said. Uh, it's very unfortunate in a way that he didn't get to retire in the ring, uh, but he made the right decision for himself and his family, so you can't, you know, that's the good. That's that's the right decision. That's a good decision. Uh, selfishly, I wish I, could, I would have had the chance to wrestle him. And, you know, he and I talked about that before. We kind of both, I think we both assumed that eventually it's going to happen. And now, obviously, that won't be able to happen, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, who cares, you know? Uh, seeing him yesterday was so great. Uh, seeing him around uh, after a few months of not seeing him, um, when he, you know he used to be everywhere all the time, yeah. uh, and he looked amazing, sounded amazing. So it was really, really great because that uh, that dude's done so much for so many people and and this industry. Um, yeah, I I really can't say how great it was uh, to see him. It's one of those things as well with Triple H where. Um, he had that reputation when he was an active wrestler, right? But then he's, he's this whole other generation of talent he's helped. Were you almost surprised when you first met him and got talking to him before you came to the company? Um, no. I mean, to me, uh, you know, he, 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 you, like you said, there's this reputation about him, right? And uh, I, I always thought he was really good at what he did. And to me, he always elevated uh, the, the, the shows he was on and the people he worked with. So I never really got that vibe of the reputation uh i you know so i wasn't surprised and when i met him it was clear to me that that guy was just all about growing uh the industry and and, and giving people a chance so uh you know uh, he proved like that he, he, he proved my assumptions right uh, many times over, over the last few years and uh i don't think like i said you know uh, a lot of us a lot of us would not be here without him i think yeah as we say, Steve Austin, this weekend, like, who would have thought we could utter such a sentence not so long ago? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on your WrestleMania legacy full stop because there was a whole story with Seth Rollins a couple of years ago that you had to overcome and seize the moment. Got to work with close friend Sami Zayn last year. Um, how do you feel about your WrestleMania legacy now? You're on the cusp of an incredible moment. Yeah, you know, I've had pretty incredible WrestleManias all around. Uh, Low point, obviously, was WrestleMania 35, and I wasn't involved at all, and that really hurt. Uh, hopefully, I never have to, you know, that never has to happen again. But, um, 
you know, you, you brought up WrestleMania 36. That one was a tough one, right? It was in front of an empty building in the middle of a pandemic that nobody really knew how to navigate. Nobody really understood what was going on in a way. So that was scary, and it was a very surreal experience. But that WrestleMania stands out just like all the other ones to me. Uh, you know, it was just as big of a deal to all of us as any of them were, even though there wasn't, you know, a, a, a stadium full of people there. Uh, but I feel I've had, like, really great WrestleMania moments all around. From the first one here uh, at AT&T Stadium, like, that en- my entrance that night is something uh, I'll never forget. It's actually something he – oh, he left. <laughs> something he won't forget either. Like, we've talked about that before because he was in the ring already when my music hit. And he, I remember him saying, like, it was so surreal and wild to see the reaction and be in the ring in that moment and knowing we're about to perform WrestleMania. Uh, and then the next year, I, I won the United States title against Chris Jericho. The following year, I was in the ring for the, you know, I was in the ring with Daniel Bryan when he made his return, and Shane McMahon. Wow. And then, you know, WrestleMania 35 came and went. But then 36, I'm in the ring with Seth Rollins, a guy I known for so long, uh, traveled up and down the roads with. Then, obviously, the next year, oh, he's back. I'm with Muppet over there. And, you know, that's another thing. Last year, I didn't think we'd top, like, I didn't think we'd top last year because me and him together in a singles match at WrestleMania, how it does not get bigger than that as far as sentimental value, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Except look what happened this year. Unreal, you know? It's funny, too, because last year we were doing the KO Mania shirt as we do every year. And Sammy was like, maybe, maybe I'm, I can be on it this year, you know, because the WrestleMania Five was Hogan and, and Macho Man and Mega Powers, and so maybe we, we're like the Mega Power. I'm like, no, nah, K- KO Mania is about KO Mania. It's just, <laughs> and then this year he's like, why is there another guy on the shirt? I'm like, well, Stone Cold Steve yeah, Austin. Come on now. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, come on. There's so, an asterisk. So let's yeah, it's all pretty surreal, man. Uh, I was going to ask as well, I know you've been asked a million times about re-signing with the company, but I wanted to dive more into the Vincent Mann aspects. Because, uh, again, talking earlier about Triple H's perception and reality, yeah. uh, I guess he must have made you feel wanted during these talks. Like, how has that relationship blossomed, uh, again, versus the man you thought, <laughs> and then now you've got to know him and work for him? Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've always had, we've always had a relationship, and uh, that's not something everybody can say for a reason or another. Uh, and, you know, I think it's been uh, a lot of people have said how important it is to have a relationship with Vince McMahon. Uh, and, you know, it's like in any other walks of life, you, you want a relationship with your boss and your immediate supervisor, whatever it is in any job. Right. Uh, Vince McMahon is just uh, inherently a very intimidating person because of who he is. Right. So when you come in, when you first come in here, you can't help but be intimidated at the idea of Vince McMahon. But once you meet him, at least for me, I realize this guy uh, really is just like all of us in terms of the passion he has for this industry and once you you have that link with somebody there's always ways to you know form a a bond or whatever so i've always had a good relationship well not good i've always had a relationship with him sometimes it's been good sometimes it wasn't so great but uh, the important thing is it was there you know and we had communication and uh when we talked about this contract it really took a matter of seconds for for, for, for it to get settled because when I sat down in front of him and he said, well, uh, I want you here. I think you belong here. Okay. I yeah. mean, once you said, once that's said, and you know, that's how I felt too, in a way I've, I've been here for many years and this feels like a family, not just my colleagues in the ring, but, uh, you know, everybody on the crew, we have an amazing crew of people from the production crew to the, uh, you know the the the, the office crew that just everyone and like my the thought me picturing myself not being here and not seeing these people on a regular basis like it, it didn't feel right from the get go but obviously I was going to have to make the best decision for me my career and once Vince uh, put that out there it was clear what the right decision was you know? yeah can I just ask in terms of the Steve Austin part right like because it seems so outlandish at one point is that something that you you personally can go hey what about we get Steve Austin at Mania or is this like Vince brings to you um no I mean it was brought to me I didn't uh it's not something I would have thought was possible so yeah. I don't think I would have entertained the idea really you know it's you just uh, they were joking though <laughs> uh, like I, I mean I really don't think they would like no once <laughs> I was told I was like oh well, all right let's let's go you know I I just uh it's not something they would 
bring up <laughs> if they weren't 100% certain, okay, this is what we're going to do. It's not like something they'd be like, well, maybe we can do this. It's too big to just say, yeah. you know, the, the, sit tight. Maybe we'll do this or maybe we won't. We'll see. I'm like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not something they do to somebody. <laughs> Final one, Undertaker Hall of Fame yep. uh, tonight, man. It would like Again, I know that they're legends of kind of interacted with a lot of different people down the years. So you've probably had chances to speak to the man himself many times. Like, what do you think about him? A going in, obviously, it's a natural. But for you personally, how has he been? Uh, I mean, he's, you know, uh, in terms of his career, there's probably nobody that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more, right? And I know that's a cliched sentence, but really think about it. Look at his career. Look at the mark he's left on WWE and even pop culture. Like, yeah. people know who The Undertaker is, even if they've never watched a WWE show. Uh, and, you know, yeah, his career, his career speaks for itself. Uh, of course, he's just going to the Hall of Fame. It's kind of shocking he hasn't already been put in, if anything, you know. So uh, it's a great thing and completely makes sense, of course. Awesome. I can't wait, Kevin, to see tomorrow night yourself and Steve Austin, WrestleMania. Thank you very much. Nice. Alex McCarthy here with TalkSport and the man himself, Sami Zayn, WrestleMania weekend. Sami, how much are you looking forward to getting out there and uh, entertaining? That's what I'm saying you've become really great at, sports entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's address that one for yeah, a minute. Sports it. entertainment and pro wrestling, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. People want to make these crazy, weird divisions over semantics. Wrestling is entertainment. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. <laughs> wrestling, even it's in its purest form, even if you're, you know, yeah. going out just, there just and you're ingesting just it. Yeah. Yes, grappling two wrestlers in black trunks, it's still entertainment by nature. Yes. So this... Uh, this ris well, more character fun is that the better way to put it sure but that to me is always a part of it i mean you've going back it's not new selling the fight is not yeah. new that's you know people don't just want to see the fight they want to see how do you get to the fight well, I'll, see, I'll give you an you example know? when you had uh, daniel bryan at wrestlemania yeah on paper i was super excited right sammy Zayn, daniel bryan but i guess that was more about the character Sami Zayn, right? Like you didn't just have a straight 25, 30. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah, to, yeah, to that's your, a fair point. To yourself, are you, you know, in that situation, would you have just loved to have gone 30 minutes with Daniel, you know? Sure, yes, I would have. Uh, however, I'm actually very proud of that match for, for a few reasons. One is because nobody was in the building. And if you watch that little brief era, pandemic era, thunder or thunder, pre-Thunderdome, in fact, yeah. just empty PC, a lot of those matches on that WrestleMania feel very weird. And I think part of it is because, and this isn't me to disparage anybody else, but a lot of the guys who are working here now on top or are in a good enough spot to be at WrestleMania might not have the experience of wrestling in front of nobody. Yeah. And by nobody, I mean, you know, 5, 10 people, 20 people. So to be able to have that match and have it not feel weird, if you watch it back, yeah. I'd say it's one of the few matches that doesn't feel at all weird that there's nobody there because of the, the way we interacted. So this is another thing that now being a character guy or a promo guy that I'm starting to take some exception to <laughs> is people, again, want to separate. We have this inclination to separate things. Like yeah, you're yeah. either a character guy or you're a wrestler. You know, there's a way to do both and you can be both mm -hmm. so now that I'm doing more character stuff and more promos people are not even noticing when I have good matches uh, yeah. it's kind of mi it's mildly frustrating <laughs> actually I'm like he doesn't I'm even so wrestle great. anymore well, did you not see that man with Ricochet two weeks ago what's going on here anyways that's just the ego talking I think but um, all this to say uh I'm enjoying what I'm doing very much. Yeah. <laughs> Short answer, I could have just said that. And that's cool as well, because obviously you re-signed with WWE. Like, right. Talk to me about how uh, those talks with Vince were, basically. Because Kevin Owens was saying that once Vince said, I think you belong here and I want you here, that was enough to think, okay, this is what's best for my career. Similar for you? Very similar. Um, uh, but it wasn't just at negotiation time, because it's easy for them to just say when it's oh, time, oh, don't go, we like you, please stay. But the proof was in the pudding for the year or two building up to it because of the television time I was getting and the trust I was getting and the just the way they would talk to me. I felt valued. I felt appreciated. So when contract time came around and they were saying, hey, we want you, we want to keep you, let's work this out, I believed them because yeah. it wasn't just something they were saying then and now. They had really shown it over the last year or two by investing time and energy into me and, you know, showing me that they 
showing me and telling me that they appreciate me. Yeah. You know? And, and last question before I know we have to let you go. Very busy. WrestleMania weekend, guys. Uh, do you think working with Logan Pauls and, you know, Johnny Knoxville now, does that kind of make you closer to Vince because of the celebrity? You know, is he more in, he's more dealing with those sorts of feuds and programs? Uh, I don't know. On a personal level of the relationship of Vince and I, I don't know. But certainly I think... Uh, There's a lot of trust though. Yeah, yeah, certainly I think I've, my stock has gone up tremendously in his books in the last couple of years. And for sure, anytime you can carry something with an outside person, I think it helps because, to your point, he is invested in those. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. It's hard to get a read yeah, on that is. man. It really is. But he has been very kind. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was doing this stuff with Brock, and uh, I actually did something with him on screen as well. And I was thrilled to hear that he was talking about it, um, both to me and, you know, in like some meeting about how, how much he enjoyed it being on screen with me. Vince, and wow. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the chemistry we had. I took that as such a huge compliment. Maybe I shouldn't even be saying this. On, you know, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I think, he, uh, I think he values me. He appreciates me. And I feel good about that. And I feel, I just feel very good about everything, honestly. I really do. Well, a man who's not going to feel good is Johnny Knoxville yeah, <laughs> this yeah, weekend. So, yeah. Sammy, thank you very thank much, you. brother. Thanks, thanks. I can't wait to see Appreciate what you do. That. Oh, it's going to be great. Welcome back to Talk Wrestling here on TalkSport. I'm Alex McCarthy. And for the first time in a long time, it's actually my header on Twitter, the last time we had Drew McIntyre in the studio. And I believe that was, what, 2019? Maybe? That's mental how fast time goes by. I know. You've done a little bit since then. But Drew McIntyre is in the TalkSport studios today. Delighted to have him. Part of the European tour. But this is basically a prelude, Drew, to the big one in September, September 3rd, Cardiff, Principality Stadium. I'm saying it, man. You made it happen. It's part of the Drew McIntyre legacy now. It's happening. I cannot believe it's finally happening. So excited about it. I can't take all the credit, obviously. Our amazing team at WWE have been working on it for a while. The fans made their voice heard, and it is finally bloody happening. <laughs> September 3rd, we got the stadium show. And you've seen some of the chatter online. You've seen some of the numbers. We can safely say it's the most anticipated show in WWE history. Listen, we could. you could do two nights. You could. Well, let's just see how this one goes, and then I can go back to management and go, see, let's do Ibrox now. Yeah. I mean, Principality makes all the sense in the world with the roof, and this is Britain, after all. Um, was there any other contenders for stadiums? I know you've just said Ibrox, but, you know... I mean, that's I, just me, fantasy. Yeah, nostalgia-wise, I think a lot of people thought 30 years from Wembley. What did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not involved in those talks, but obviously well, there's a few... Well, just from a performance standpoint. Yeah, there are a few of the stadiums on the table, but, um, you know, the Principality is the one as far as I'm concerned, especially, you know, meeting um, everybody from um, the board in Cardiff, uh, finding out information about the stadium and inevitably actually getting to be inside it and look around and just see how gigantic yet, how intimate it feels and how close the roof is to the pitch... And I was thinking, oh my God, this is going to be genuinely the loudest show of all time by mm. miles. I just stopped myself swearing right there. I'm so excited <laughs> about you it. You can do what you want on this show. We'll bleep it. It's fine. Ah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I'm so Scottish. In real life, I can't stop myself, but I'm professional on the air. Yeah, of course. But I am very, very freaking excited about it. And it is, if you watch ECW One Night Stand, that's one of the examples I've been given to people. And just watch the crowd of a couple of thousand people, how excited they were in the building that night amplify that by a hundred that's mm. how loud it's going to be um, on September 3rd that's one of my favourite pay-per-views as well man um, as I mentioned we're part of the European tour it's going to be at the O2 tonight I'm very much looking forward to yourself and Roman throwing hands in the O2 tonight what happened last night man we're all seeing the video of you and Lashley in the top rope Oh, well, Bobby Lashley likes to go viral, I guess. <laughs> TMZ had picked it up within about 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were uh, having ourselves a hell of a main event in Newcastle. The night was awesome. The show was awesome. Um, I was thinking about hitting a Claymore's. We're both hitting the ropes, and I hit the rope, and the rope exploded. If you watch closely, yeah. as I hit the rope, it breaks, and I'm able to stop myself. And poor Bobby did not have a rope left to hit, <laughs> and he spun right to the floor. I saw the way he landed. Thankfully, I saw hey, but head over heels, hit his shoulders and traps on the apron, not his head, which took him right onto his feet. So I knew, hoped, but knew he was okay. I've done the same thing in the past. Mm. But, 
yeah, it was a scary moment, but we recovered and we sent everybody home happy. And plus, it's Bobby Lashley; he's indestructible. Yeah, well, I was going to say he's got some shoulders and traps to fall on. To be fair to he's him, got doesn't all he? the shoulders and all the traps. <laughs> and recently, he said to me, like all of us, uh, you know, in WWE, and we try to work out, look our best. When you're traveling, you're not eating exactly the best. You feel like ah, I don't feel in such great shape right now. He said that recently, and I looked at him. Shut up, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to say that. The rest of us get to say that. You don't get to talk about not feeling in good shape. Yeah, the guy is a specimen, man. Um, we, we had a little chat last week prior to the Tyson Fury Dillian White fight. Of course, the Gypsy King came out on top. Um, but one thing I did want to get into that we didn't really get to with that was was the Baron Corbin WrestleMania match. Because um, I do think your WrestleMania match, uh, your history, I should say, in recent years, and Lashley's a good example of that, right? And Brock into Corbin. I was in the crowd for WrestleMania weekend when he said the line about your late mother, right? Everyone was like, ooh. <laughs> Is that something that I guess you said, yep, yeah, fine. Um, because I, I felt like everyone in the crowd was like, oh my God, that's a bit, that's a bit close. Yeah, I mean, nothing like that gets said um, on our television program without the talent's approval mm. and being comfortable with it. Um, for me, you know, the where we were at with the story, we've been going for six months, um, they'd attacked me um, took credit for the neck injury took me out I returned at Rumble and since then it was very much me beating on Madcap the whole time Yeah, you know it felt to me like we weren't quite where we needed to be for a Wrestlemania match it needed something more it needed something more personal to take it to the next level and I spoke to you know the powers that be the man himself uh, were able to on the Monday you know get some heat finally on Drew McIntyre which hadn't happened yet to that point I felt like it was important stole the sword which you know, was named after my late mom, which is so cool whenever I read for myself my family you know Drew and Angela come and scare everybody away or Angela <laughs> to the rescue for Drew it's uh, awesome but it felt like it needed even more and I know they had the the happy talk it should be called happy hour happy talk's a stupid name <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, good nonetheless I had they had the, the talking segment and I felt like it just needed that one more thing and I said I'd l- like, like a line in there to make it more personal I'll approve it I'll make sure it's you know not too far but enough to make people go ooh that mm. was a bit much but not step over the line because I know she would like that um, she would get a kick out of it and that's 100% the reason I was comfortable doing it and we figured out one that got that reaction but I didn't feel like it was too far it was just pointing out the truth and it's a hard truth it's a hurtful truth but I felt like it got us where we needed to get to the day before the match well I'm glad that you said that because as I just mentioned Brock Lesnar like just frankly destroying him at Wrestlemania 36 you had the a big titanic clash with Bobby Lashley the next year I don't want to say this with any disrespect to Baron Corbin, but is that, what you, you, is that what you mean? Like you wanted the story to mean more because, again, your WrestleMania legacy at that point, you've been in big, high-profile spots. And, again, you want every, you want your singles date at WrestleMania to matter, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I've had a few people saying that leading up to Mania, which is why I wanted to take it to the next level more than anything. It's like one of these matches is not like the other. If Roman uh, Mania, you know, returning from the leukemia and my first uh, WrestleMania returning and beating Brock, obviously, for the title, fighting Lashley for the title, then the match with Corbin. And, um, you know, it'd been a six-month build. We'd treated it as the rest was about the glory, was about the championships. This one's personal. And I really just wanted to make sure, okay, we need some one more thing just to take it over the line. This is personal, but let's really make it personal and it's going to be memorable and there's certain things I wanted to happen out there and I know how good Corbin is he's one of our few genuine bad guys that I people just him, yeah. love to boo say such negative things about him online and then people say well they just don't like him online I'm like, that's because he's a bad guy if people say this guy's such a good heel that means they're a really bad bad guy if people yeah. start putting over what a great bad guy they yeah, are yeah. he's a genuine bad guy he's good in the ring I'm a big guy and he's a bigger guy so they're able to get sympathy he's able to beat me up and it looked believable which is not easy to do when you're my size 6'5", mm. 270 and I knew it'd be a really good match, and I wanted something special to pay off the sword as well because I started coming to the ring, swinging at people's heads. Some people still cheer me somehow. I don't know how I'm the good guy. <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to murder people. Yeah, swinging that thing around. But I wanted to you know, finally use the sword, pay it off, because you can't bring it to the ring without a payoff, and obviously I can't shank somebody. So <laughs> you know, I suggested the um, stabbing the sword into the ring on SmackDown, which we did, and cutting the top rope, which was genuinely a terrifying moment because it was either going to work and look awesome or it wasn't going to work and I was going to be horribly embarrassed in front of the world. <laughs> um, you know, WrestleMania as well, there was a lot of legends banging around. I know you've said before that Undertaker was someone who gave you some advice many moons ago. We got to see him go into the Hall of Fame. Did you get any 
um, chance chats with Steve Austin's or The Undertaker's at that weekend? Oh, yeah. Got to speak to all of them, got to catch up. Um, it's crazy to me, you know, even today, you know, as I speak to them, you know, as peers and um, on the same level, on the same wavelength, in the back of my mind, I'm still that kid in Scotland who was watching them growing up, dreaming about being in WWE. Um, but it's, these days, it's awesome to see them, and especially I saw Steve, um, you know, right before he was going to start working on uh, what he was going to do for Mania and talking to him, it's so crazy. I'm on a WrestleMania with Stone Cold. How are you feeling? Um on the night of Mania I gave him some advice which was also surreal you gave Steve some yeah, advice I like it he's not around for, for 20 years and, and I could see though he's a very confident guy a very intense guy you know mm. the way the character is that's how he is in real life uh, but no I'd mostly just reminded him to breathe like that's the one thing you forget <laughs> yeah. when you're out the game for a minute and even like the injuries I've had you come back you forget you know your adrenaline's so high the crowd is so loud you sometimes forget to breathe and you're like oh my goodness I'm sucking wind that kind why of what that? blows you up a bit yeah yeah, yeah. Also, I'm not breathing that's why that's, we talked about that and with Taker you know about the Hall of Fame and finally this is the, the proper send off he deserves and mm. you know he gave me some advice as he always does because I'm always picking his brain um, about how to approach this match and going forward as a character um, and I saw him after the Hall of Fame and told him uh, you know that was a hell of a take or Ted talk you gave out there I hope you plan to take this on the road <laughs> make some money <laughs> off of it because I was blown away it was all these years he spent just I'm going to bury you boy <laughs> <laughs> you could have been out there just talking away for an hour <laughs> such an eloquent speaker <laughs> so you got to move that into a new career now uh, I know that weekend as well was the first time a lot of the talent got to see Triple H in a long time yeah. I know he had addressed you guys I think it was on the Thursday um, obviously awesome to see him back healthy uh, you know, and again he played a big part in your story in getting you back to WWE in the first place right I know the recruitment is slightly different in NXT now and how all that works but still for you um, A did you ever try and get a match out of Triple H on your return to WWE at any point point? Uh, and B just how important would you say he's been to your journey yeah, I mean, I wanted a match. Um, it's unfortunate it won't happen, but I'm just glad, you know, he's healthy for himself and his family. Um, but, yeah, he's the reason I'm back in WWE 100%. My mind was set at the time when I wasn't going to re-sign with Impact that I was going to Japan. It was made up in my mind. Nothing could change my mind. And Regal, um, William Regal, always been a mentor, gave me a call and said, speak to Triple H on the phone first before you make any decisions. And that led to the phone call. Uh, Triple H and I spoke for about 40 minutes and my mind was made up within the first 10. I was yeah. talking, um, just, you know, him telling me, I've been watching you and I was thinking, I appreciate that, uh, Hunter, but no, you haven't. You're too busy. <laughs> You've got too much to do. You're not sitting watching Drew Indy matches. <laughs> but sure enough, he like uh, the way he spoke about, you know, some of my matches and how much I'd developed, oh, well, he really has been watching. Aside the fact he was you know, proud how far I'd come as a performer, it meant more to me um, that he was proud how far I'd come as a man as well and growing up and made it clear it was time to come home and um, I knew literally as I say with 10 minutes that 40 minute conversation it was time to come home and how right he was yeah yeah I mean and I knew it like just having, I didn't know it until I spoke to him and then I knew right away it's time to come back just where I'm at in my career um, and I, I knew it was NXT as well like somewhere I can make a difference as somebody that's got the experience teach some of the lessons what to do what not to do kind of bring up all our talent lead by example and that niche audience know exactly what I'm about today as opposed to what I was about in the past and that was his um, thoughts anyway so we're on the same wavelength I was just like I'm not popping up and running Smackdown let's just start here we go from there I made an agreement and he stuck to agreement 100% he's been amazing to me ever since I came back and yeah just yeah, happy that he's healthy no uh so you didn't ever get the chance during the NXT run or in early in the main roster to say, what about if me and you, Triple H? Was that oh, never... Oh, yeah. Obviously, I pitched the opportunity I could. It was more like, how about us at WrestleMania? What's the story? <laughs> we'll figure it out. But how about <laughs> me and you at WrestleMania? <laughs> how awesome would that be? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we got the chance to get in the ring together a few times like during my first run. But um, in Japan, um, it was myself... I want to say Dolph, and I can't remember our other partner, um, but it was against uh, the Good Brothers, AJ and Hunter uh, in Japan. So wow. that, that was really cool. We got in the ring together. I remember we didn't have anything in mind what we were going to do. We just kind of went in there and went for it. And it was cool to um, you know go back and forth a little bit and just understand how good he really is, what a general he really is. You can see watching, but you don't know how good somebody is to are in with them and just that little interaction during an eight-man tag mm. in Japan. I could tell, like, wow, he's really freaking good. You know, I saw Vince McMahon say the other day that Austin Theory is a future world champion in mm. WWE. Never heard that before. I know! <laughs> in about 11 years' time, he's going to raise that title right up. 
it, it was the first thing that came to my mind was the uh, the chosen one moment. Uh, what do you think of, of Austin and uh, and and a Vince McMahon endorsement? Yeah, I think he's great. Um, you know, I met him a few years ago. And he was even younger than he is now, and he's only about 24 years old. Because you worked Evolve, right didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I told him that, and he said, no, we didn't. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> so maybe he's not got the best memory in the world <laughs> as a youngster, but you know, he's very driven, he's very talented. Um, he gives it his all every single time. He wants to learn, he asks questions. Um, he looks amazing, and he's 24 years old. The thing about recent years is a lot of our talent is coming through, um, is in their mid to late 30s. And they'll get a great run, but we need a few people who are that young that we can get a good 20 years worth of investment out of. Um, I remember a conversation with, I wasn't name names, but a couple of the guys, like 38, 39, someone was saying to me, you know, we got to do this, we got to get the kid over in a match I was in. I was like, listen, if the kid doesn't go over now, he's not getting over, he's three years <laughs> older than me and I've been around for 20 years. <laughs> so it's good that we've got someone like himself we can really invest in and they're doing it right this time with the chosen one thing with myself. You know, Vince and I were on screen a couple of times, but then Nexus wrote him off. So I was kind of floating by myself. It wasn't quite working. I was talking about him, but he was never physically there. Now he's like... Uh, doing the work on screen. The story is great. I see opportunities for himself and myself perhaps to do something. When I watch everybody, I'm like, wow, how interesting would it be if we had a little program and it's more like myself versus Vince and I didn't return yeah. for you, I returned to spite you and I returned for them. And, you know, whatever you believe he's saying, like, you know, he'll throw you under the bus eventually. And that's what my mind's always up to. Yeah. And it's not just for theories, for everyone in the roster. I have to come up with storylines when I'm watching them. Like, oh, I could go here, I could go here. And that's what's well, so I exciting your runners, the talent we have. I thought your runner's champion was a good example of that. You found stories of everyone, right? Like, yeah. it, I think that kind of is a testament to how your brain's always turning like that. I'm a crazy person. I just, I just think of it wrestling 24-7. It drives the missus nuts, but also at the same time, she's the only one that can turn off my wrestling brain, which is healthy when I get home. And I'm able to you know, relax, sit on the couch, watch some TV with her and the cats. And then once I switch it back on, I've got even more ideas. So everyone out there that's a workaholic, 24-7, seven days a week is not healthy. If you can switch it off, even more ideas. <laughs> if you get that separation and it's not easy, I know when you're a crazy person about what you love. Here's a question, speaking of ideas. A lot of titles being amalgamated and unified lately. Should we have a European title, Drew? Should it be brought back? Yes. Do you reckon? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just want it. Because when I was a kid and I saw it, I was like, oh man, I want to be European champion. And I can't be because it doesn't exist right now. But yeah, I mean, I don't like too many titles. There are a lot of titles right now, but I just wanted it when I was a kid. So just bring it back, let me win it, and then I'll retire it. And then we're back to the event <laughs> yeah, we've got. Done deal. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, you never want too many titles in a company that's not as special. Um, so I think where we're at right now is good. But give old Drew the European title just for young Drew. Yeah, I mean, listen, put it on the Cardiff show. Get the European title in there. I'm sure that... I've got about 50 things people are pitching at me, like, oh, would you do this and do this? I said, you know what, I'll do it all. I'll win the European title, I'll fight Roman for both the titles, I'll fight Fury, I'll do it all in one night. <laughs> Game's a good one. Uh, before we finish on some wrestling questions, let's talk a bit of football, man. Uh, Rangers. Good to say that to me. I'm from here. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Football, I, your ball, I you kicking your feet as I other Americans when they say it to me. So you're a soccer fan, aren't you? <laughs> Football, but you kick it with your feet. American football, you predominantly throw your hand. It should be called handball. This is this is true. This is true. Uh, I forget that I have to correct myself every time I say that to an American. But nonetheless, Rangers, man, are on the home straight. They could be in time for European glory. Uh, we had a bit of a rough night for the Europeans last night in European competition, actually. But you've got Leipzig to come on this European tour as well. You're going to be behind enemy lines, Drew, basically. Well, the way I see it is, you know, Rangers were just thinking about me. And they were like, man, Drew's got to wrestle there on Sunday and he's supposed to be a good guy. If we beat them, he's going to boot out the building. So what we should do is just let them get one, feel good about themselves, they'll cheer Drew on Sunday, then we'll smash them at Ibrooks. <laughs> so it's all part of the master plan for uh, Rangers just looking out for old Drew McIntyre. Have you had a chance to watch it? Because a lot of people thought Rangers did well. No, I've not had a chance to watch it. I, I've got a group chat with some of my buddies at Rangers fans and they were you know, saying, like, hey, this was a good result for us. I was busy wrestling in Newcastle last night when it was going on and I found out after myself and Lashley finished, I was heading back, you know, taking some pictures, slapping some hands, um, kissing some hands and shaking some babies. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, one of the guys in the crowd went, "Mate, mate, we lost one now, but it's all right. We'll get them out of Brooks." Sorry, that's what I found out. Has Seamus said much about Liverpool's uh, European? I mean, the quadruple might be on. He, he'll be hard to shut up if that happens. Surely, I don't know. I've heard more from my brother, who's a Manchester City fan, <laughs> about how they're going to get it done. They're top of the league um, at the moment, but yeah, he can see all he wants. Seamus, in the end, he's a fair weather fan. 
<laughs> That's why he talks about them so much. It's the one minute he's a Liverpool fan, and then when it suits him, he's a Celtic fan. I'm like, mate, shut up. You're a Dublin City fan, whatever the team is. We have to wrap up here because you're going to be going on air, but I just want to finish um, with Seamus, funnily enough. Was there ever a plan for you two to be like in the tag team division full on or maybe go for the tag belts? I know you've been tag champ before. Cody and Dolph, I think, actually, the dashing ones. Um, But, I mean, Seamus, I feel like there was a lot of people that had a lot of affection for that. Um, Was that going to be part of the story, maybe? I mean, I'm sure it was talked about. It was certainly talked about by us. Um, I think it would have been awesome uh, if we were able to, you know, extend what we were doing with Seamus and I. I think it had more legs before the turn happened, and I think it's something we can come back to. Uh, just what, able, what we were able to achieve in the Thunderdome with the limited time we had and the three big matches we had. It ended, you know, with the um, false count anywhere match where I threw him through the screen and wore the paint and stuff. Yeah. You know, we only told a fraction of our story. We can certainly come back to that. Maybe we can get back on the same page, but we can get that, you know, team run because the chemistry is also there. And then eventually smash each other again because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well... Speaking of which, I can't wait to see you smashing Roman Reigns tonight at the O2 and hopefully in Cardiff in September the 3rd. Remember, guys, tickets are going to be available any time now from WWE, so keep an eye peeled for that. Uh, it's going to be a claw for them, from what I'm hearing. Over 130-odd thousand people looking to get involved. So, without further ado, Drew McIntyre, thank you very much, brother, for joining us here on Talk Wrestling on Talk Sport 2. Thank you for having me. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, absolute bangers. Cardiff, not that far off. If you're listening to this prior to Wednesday, don't forget that the advance tickets for Clash at the Castle will be coming out on Wednesday morning. General release tickets on Friday morning. I've got a finger in the air not wagging morning. at me. Not morning. Midday. Midday. Eh, it's kind of morning. Sure. But still, tw- both of them on both days are 12 p.m. That's the time. So one second after morning, I'm, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm just helping people queue themselves up. All right, you'll have to join the queue in the morning. They, yeah, there you go. Will was That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think it's well based on the advanced. I I won't lie. When they first announced it, I saw stadium show, but wasn't going to be one of the major four, which had been talked about and rumored at points. I did think to myself, oh. I don't like the idea of some empty seats in the upper quadrants. I want this to be a sellout. I want this to be... And then I saw the numbers of people that were pre-registering and stuff. I I, I expect this to be a brilliantly attended show, and I'm uh, super hyped sellout. for it. A sellout. They, they've got uh, they've got over 140,000, 160,000, I think, people registered for tickets. I know it doesn't always directly translate to sales, but if, if they didn't sell out at this point, I'd be surprised. I think all of the concerns about whether this will be a pay-per-view show or not have been addressed. You know, WWE don't have another pay-per-view in September. So this looks like to be their main show. It's going to continue storylines. It's not going to be the glorified house show that we were concerned that it might be. I've heard that WWE have already formulated their card for this. Okay. Um, and I think the weekend... I've heard things that I can't, you know, I just can't divulge. But the weekend itself, I know, is going to have more events around it. So presumably it's going to be over like a festival, you know, atmosphere from Friday to Sunday. Um, or that, you know, I can't go any more into that. But still, that's putting a lot into the UK is my point, Will. Um, and I think we're going to be rewarded for uh, our adulation and patience. And, and nothing to confirm at the moment, but me and Al intend to do something on that weekend of our own. Mm. When we have more, we will let you know. But we promise... Whatever it is, it'll be a lot of fun and there'll be a chance to whatever we do, hang out, have a beer, have a chat and just, you know. Likely to be on the Friday is all I will say. Uh, I'm not going to do what I always do with Will and have an on-air production meeting. (laughs) Um, But there have been talks and yes, that uh, I I will, we will share more later on. But if you are thinking of getting to Cardiff on the Saturday, come on the Friday. Come on the Friday, make a weekend of it, hang out with me and Al maybe watch another piece of wrestling on the Friday evening that I that I cannot uh, and will not confirm, mention or, or name in any way, shape or form <laughs> and then go to the stadium show on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Get your tickets this week. Let us know you've got your tickets and as before, rate, review, subscribe, let us know you're listening and enjoying. Thank you so much for listening. AW Double or Nothing Special coming up for you next week. This has been Talk Wrestling from Talk Sports. 
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 